Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm joined by Greg for another look ahead to this week's bet in Scotland. How's things, Greg? Yeah, doing well, thanks. We missed last week's podcast due to the Scottish Cup. And sadly, if you're a Dundee fan, it's another year of misery until Dundee are back in the Scottish Cup again. That could yeah, be it. Oh, 110 years or something like that. That could Since be a record. Could be, I think it is on the no, uh, old for list. For you, I mean. For me. <laughs> Inside 30 <laughs> seconds and you've already had a dig at Dundee. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's a bit of a minute at the moment, so. I thought Aberdeen yeah. would have been in the firing line first and foremost, to be fair. No, we'll save them for our uh, Hibs Aberdeen preview. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It's a pity that we didn't have a podcast last week because uh, our friend Div McDonald had mentioned Darvo way earlier in the week, didn't he? On our, on our WhatsApp group. Yeah, I think Darvo were very, very popular in yeah. the betting world last week to, to score. I, I must admit, I don't think too many people fancied them to win. I know there was lots of slips on Twitter of people getting like 16 to 1, 20 to 1, etc. for, yep. for Darvo. But I think the main bet was, to be fair, a lot of folk got done by both teams to score. Mm. But I think the, the smart money was with Darvo to score, and they duly did that. I think 5 to 2, 3 to 1 you were getting earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah. I think it went off maybe just a shade above even. So, yeah, some result. And a man who maybe knows a bit more about Darvo than we do is Stuart Wilson. Delighted to have you back on the podcast, Stuart. Hi guys, pleasure to be here. And of course, you're a sports editor at the Airship Post. I'm sure that you might have had a, a pound or two on Darvo on Monday night. Uh, yeah, they were. I saw fifty to one in a place uh, during the week, and I've been you know messaging Greg about it. Crazy when you consider Aberdeen's record on the road and. You know, Davro had proven in the rec- uh, round previous to that, going up to Montrose and sticking five by them. That they're, they're nobody's mugs, and I, I know they play in the sixth tier, but you know that's that's on paper alone, really. I think I think Darvo have got a bit of financial might behind them. Um, and the, the thing is, it was no no real shock the other night with the way they played. I thought they absolutely mm. deserved it. Um, yeah. And it's another argument for another day about the pyramid and the way it works. But I think Darvo could probably handle themselves at League One level quite comfortably. So, yeah, yeah Aberdeen were on a hiding to nothing the other night. Greg and I were talking about that pyramid earlier in the week, actually, and just how all these kind of junior teams are coming up with some finance and all your traditional clubs are really kind of feel like sitting ducks at the moment, Stuart, in terms of where they're going to be in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Exactly. And, I, I, you know, there's players going to Darvel who could comfortably handle themselves, you know, as I say, League One, League Two, but they're going to Darvel for not just the, the coin that they're getting, you know, it's a great facilities there, the great pitches you saw the other night, it's just a great setup. Um and I think the community now is getting involved at Darvel as well, as you saw as well. So I mean it's the future for that club's very, very bright. Yeah, a lot yeah. of players Stuart, probably go to Darvo just for the changing rooms alone. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Sensational. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they've been rewarded with a home tie against Falkirk. I doubt we'll see 51 on that, Greg. No, absolutely not. I'm thinking you'll be lucky to get 3-1 to one for Darvo for this match. Obviously, prices... But when is the next round, date-wise? It's uh, the second weekend in February. So not, not too far, but yeah, I don't think we'll get much more than four to one on the, the Darvel win. And then I think as well Drum Chapel were very heavily backed as well at the weekend against Elgin. That did have the look of a potential banana skin and a bit of a shock. They went one them up last night in the 
rearranged fixture from the weekend. Uh, I think Elgin won that one two one. So not many, not not too many shocks across the piece. But obviously Darvel, um, absolutely stealing the limelight at the moment. Absolutely, uh, Stuart. Your team Air are on in action Friday night up in Aberdeenshire. Are you making the trip to Cove? Yeah, the dream's still alive, Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when we last spoke, obviously we were top of the league. Um, four points behind Queen's Park now, so we're still hanging on in there. Um, 15 games to, to go and become heroes. Yeah, um, we'll get on to that game shortly. Uh, I know you've got a view on it, so <laughs> we'll be interested to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Greg, we've got a full Premiership card, we've got a full card across Scottish football this weekend, so we'll get stuck in straight away in the Premiership. Celtic still nine points clear. Obviously, feels like they've been nine points clear forever. Um, Rangers just unable to close that gap and equally Celtic unable to break away any further. And I think it's fair to say that Hearts are establishing themselves as the third best team quite clearly in the division. Yeah, we've spoken a lot about Hearts over the last two or three podcasts. Definitely in full motion at the moment, Hearts. They've recruited well, as we keep on saying. They're obviously over that mid-early season injury list that they had, plus obviously managing European games every Thursday night, but they're now, as you say, seven points clear of Livingston, 11 points clear of City rivals, Hibs. I think we can all safely say that Hearts will be in their own little mini-league of third on their own, miles behind Rangers, miles ahead of everyone else. I think they'll go from strength to strength. They're scoring goals at the moment, Hearts, and yeah, I think third's wrapped up. Yeah, not quite so clear cut underneath them though. Uh, we'll start off with what has been <laughs> coined on Twitter, El Sacchio at uh, <laughs> Easter Road on Saturdays, Hibernian v Aberdeen. And as we're just about to start the podcast there, Stuart, some news broke from Pedodri. Yeah, um, I guess surprisingly Aberdeen are, are choosing to stick with Jim Goodwin, although the longer it went, I, I suppose that was maybe becoming more inevitable that they hadn't pulled the trigger, um, you know, when the full-time whistle blew the other night, you, you expected that he, he had to go. Um, I suppose Dave Cormack and the board are to be applauded um, in one way for, for sticking to their guns and saying, we're not going to get rid. Um, perhaps part of that is is financial. Um, you know, it was a, a lot of money to get him out of his deal at St Mirren. Um, they can't, can't keep going through managers there. Um, there's, there's obviously a lot more than just the dugout that's the problem at Pataudry. So... Listen, it, it, it comes down to the fact that he needs to now win or at least get a hugely improved performance on, on Saturday, though, because this cannot go on uh, indefinitely. So, uh, But the fact is the fans have, have turned and made up their yeah. mind there. So I, I just think it's an untenable position. Yeah, and Greg, on the podcast here, on a real quandary, you've got Hibernian, who aren't quite odds on. Uh, they're 11 to 10. You've got Aberdeen with an absolutely appalling away record. Oh, it's a disgrace, isn't it? It's an, an yeah. absolute disgrace to away form, Aberdeen. So, from a punter's point of view, where does that leave us? It leaves us probably no bet on mm. the win-draw-win market. I, I don't think you could back Aberdeen at all. There's, there's, there's no case to be made for Aberdeen. Three away wins in 29 is just diabolical. They've lost seven of their last eight away matches. I think it's eight defeats in 11. They'll be very fragile after Monday night's uh, performance against Darville. But they play a hip side who, again, Lee Johnson back under pressure. 11 points behind Hearts, as I said. Beaten three t- twice, sorry, in three weeks by Hearts 3-0. Out of the Scottish Cup. 
Lee Johnson is another as a man under, under pressure again. It's a really difficult game to call this one. I think the Hibs fans are getting very restless, but I think the Hibs problems are, are far deeper than just a manager. I think the recruitment at Hibs has been quite publicly kind of called out as a bit of a farce, really, signing lots of players, spending lots of money, but not really getting value for the buck, really, on who they're bringing in. So a real top-to-bottom issue, I think, at, at Hibs. Wouldn't like to call a winner here. I think with Hibs at home, we probably edged to a, a Hibs win. But you just don't know what sort of reaction you're going to get from Aberdeen. Yeah. And the fact that the Goodwin's still there. Um, it probably makes it easier to back Hibs now that he's still there. Had he left, how often do we see a team mm-hmm. who get a manager sacked, essentially, and then turn in a great performance the minute he leaves? So we, we don't have that to worry about. I think for me here, Hibs corners, I thought they were great value for corners against Hearts in the derby at home. I think they won the corner count quite comfortably in the end, despite getting beat 3-0. And by all accounts, although they got beat 3-0, Hibs, I don't think they played that badly. They missed some really good chances. So probably edging with Hibs here. And I'm really keen to see the price on Hibs corners for this one. I think it is a match in which we'll see corners in. Yeah, and Stuart, you're thinking along the same lines? Yeah, well, given the record that Greg's just outlined, I think Hibs double chance should be a... A fair shout, and if you you add in you know five corners for Hibs, that takes it up to just a shade of odds on on the, on the bet builder. I mean, if Aberdeen go there and win on Saturday, fair play. Um, Jim Goodwin's pulled a rabbit out of the hat, but it's, it's just a horrible game, isn't it? Um, yeah. To try and approach, so it's not one you would be wading into. Not really. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you both: Who do you think's got the highest win rate between Lee Johnston and Jim Goodwin? Probably Lee Johnson, I'd imagine. Oh, do you know what? I think over the piece, probably Goodwin, no? Yeah, Goodwin's got 48, sorry, 40.48%. Lee Johnson's got 37%. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think if you factor in the number of times that Lee Johnson's won against 10 men, then that probably drops to about 10%, (laughs) um, which just seems to be the way it goes. So in terms of corners, uh, Stuart, we're looking at Hibs corners, game... Corners in this Hibs game as part of a, a double for yourself? Yeah, but probably like a Hibs double chance and double it up with five five Hibs corners or more. That pays around 10 to 11 with Skybit. Okay. Uh, we'll jump to Ibrooks, where it's St. Johnson, Greg, uh, I, uh, playing against Rangers. And Rangers just keep knocking out wins against Beale, obviously, under Beale, sorry, um, obviously one against St. Johnson, which is now six defeats in a row. I'm going to take your side a wee bit here, Greg. Four of those six have been against top four opposition. Um, the other one was away to Aberdeen, who have got particularly good home for them. And I'm just wondering, are you able to cut Calm Davidson any kind of slack based on... I think we can cut him some slack based on the fact that the performance against Rangers on Saturday was much improved. It's probably the best we've played in, well, certainly this year, since the... Uh, pre-Christmas break uh, I guess the way match in Ross County so much improved with Phillips and McPherson in the middle of the park back to a 4-4-2 so much more solid obviously the big, the big danger was we got a hiding in that mm-hmm. match in Strangers but we competed very well probably should have equalised the Theo Bear missed a really good chance so I think we can take something from that match at least didn't get hammered, performed really well, and it was a much performed, uh, much improved performance in that game. But 
you're away to I, away at Ibrox, away at Rangers, who are just a winning machine at the moment, winning games, scoring goals at home. So I, I don't hold up much hope for us in that respect. And there's not much value to be had. Rangers one to six, St Johnston sixteen to one. However, looking at corners as always, Rangers lead the way at home. In the in fact, in the league for corners at home anyway, eight point four five per game. Uh, St Johnston have got a league high conceded six point three nine corners per game, and St Johnston have conceded forty corners against Rangers this season. How many um, games is that? Uh, three matches. Nine uh, one. At Ibrox earlier in the season, we lost 20 0 at home um, in the league and we lost 11 2 on Saturday. We also lost 9 1 at Celtic Park and we lost 8 2 at home against Celtic. So we can see plenty of corners against the league's better sides. Rangers are hitting well over eight a game, as I said, and I think they've hit seven or more corners in all but one of their 12 home games and 10 of the 12 home games have seen at least 10 corners. I guess one element of hope for St Johnston corner-wise will be that they've conceded four or more Rangers at home now in seven of their last eight. So again, probably a corners angle here. The bookie's very slow this week, actually, on bringing out team corners. There's match corners available in places, but I haven't seen any team corners markets yet. So similar to the Hibs-Aberdeen game, keen to see the, the price we can get on Rangers corners and possibly a bet builder. Yeah, and I quite like to look at one of my old favourites, Greg, a Rangers oh. win to nil on this one. Um, it's been a while, um, but I think St Johnson have failed to score in seven of the last ten against Rangers, uh, certainly don't score too many at Ibrox. And Stuart, I know you're quite keen on that as part of a bet builder as well. Yes, the the win to nil. Um, yeah, like you say, I, I don't see St Johnson going there and troubling the Rangers' defence too much. So, um, <clears throat> and when you ally that to the, the excellent corner stats that Greg just brought out there, um, surely Rangers can scrape together six uh, six of the corners, and that that pays even even money when you add the, the six corners and the, the clean sheet together. Yeah, I think that's a nice little angle, Greg. Yeah, I think it is, and I think it's evident as well across this weekend's cards. It's, it's quite a tricky card to try and find some value from. As you'll see from some of my tips, there's quite a few doubles this weekend. There's nothing really hitting single-wise, so you really are having to get a little bit inventive. But there's nothing wrong with that, though, in creating the bet builder, and yep. I think that's a really good angle. Yep. Anything else catching your eye on that one, Stuart? No, I mean, you could, you could get very inventive and just, you know, Pile up the Rangers corner angle, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You know, how exciting do you want to get? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's a very difficult game to try and find an angle. And as Greg said, I think if we're looking for a player of card bet, uh, Daniel Phillips has to be your man uh, for St Johnston. He's been booked, I think, five times now in nine games. He'll probably start on on Saturday. I think he was our man of the match on in the last game last weekend. He's in the middle of the park, loves to get stuck in, and he'll, he'll be probably good straight for a booking. Unfortunately, he won't be the best of prices. He'll definitely be favourites in most bookies, but Paddy Power usually have the most generous player card odds, so I'll check that one out. I think also, so I start to back that up, Greg, and that Rangers have the highest percentage of opposition receiving two or more cards in the UK. So I would fully expect us to hit three. 
Yeah, we could <laughs> probably expect a couple of St Johnson cards in that one, so yeah, yeah. wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst shout. Okay, we've got uh, Ross County v Colmar up next. Ross County bottom of the table, knocked out of the Scottish Cup by struggling Championship side Hamilton. Things are looking pretty bleak for them, Stuart. This is a massive six pointer for them against Kelly. Chance for Kelly to put a wee bit of distance between themselves and Ross County at the bottom of the table. Yeah, as I mean, it's not quite a must-win for for Ross County, but like you say, victory for Kilmarnock really leaves uh, Malky Mackay in a lot of a lot of bother. Um, I suppose on, on paper you're looking at this and saying a dearth of goals. Um, so when I was I was trying to size up an angle here, I just said under two and a half, and Ross County four corners. That that actually pays five to four, which I think is quite mm. quite attractive. Um, you would like to think Ross County, <clears throat> certainly from an Air fans' perspective, you'd like to think Ross County will have the most of the, <laughs> most of the play. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't see it being full of goals this game when it's everything's on the line. Maybe a cards angle as well, um, given given what's at stake. But uh, that would be my play for, for Ross County corners and under two and a half. Greg, I kind of sorry, Stuart. Um, Greg, I kind of thought Kilmarnock would have a decent price here at seventy-four. Ross County, I think, have only scored one in the last six, um, and a bit like. <laughs> try to cut Callum Davidson some slack, but uh, Kelly also, if you take out their most recent games against Celtic Rangers and Hearts, they've actually won three and drawn two. Um, so they're not bad for them, considering where they are on the table. Um, and they're probably There's fans... one key thing miss- you're missing from this, though. They're playing away from home. True, true. And I think we know Kilmarnock have the lowest points per game ratio in the league away from home. I think yeah. 90% of their points this season have been picked up at Robbie Park. But to count on uh, that, they are playing away. Yeah, at absolutely. Ross, at yeah. Ross County. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a really, really tough game to call this one. Mm. Really, really tough. I wouldn't like to pick a winner out of any of these two teams. Ross County, obviously, I think as Stuart said, it's not must win for either side. But if Kilmarnock get a win here, it really does push them, I think, what, seven points clear? Six. Of, of yeah. six of, of Ross County. So that gives them a real bit of breathing space um, between them and the bottom. But if Ross County win that game, they're right back in the mix. And you've probably got three or four clubs who are in that kind of fight for the bottom two two places. Yeah. So it's quiz time from, from me to oh, you no. two. Oh, no. Of the last 24 Scottish Premiership matches, how many games have ended up over 1.5 goals? I'm guessing, I'm guessing not many. Or you wouldn't be asking the question. Right <laughs> um, away. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go something like 22. I think nah, it's, it's got to be it's got to be less than that. I go 18. Well, obviously Stuart's done his homework this weekend. Well done, Stuart. 21. Oh. <laughs> 20, 21. 21 out of the last 24. Games. Yeah, uh, the last two rounds of fixtures have all seen over 1.5 match goals and 21 out of 24. I've seen 1.5. I think 77% of the games this season in the league, I think it's 106 games or something like that, there's been at least two goals scored. So I'm going to take over 1.5 goals in this game, just on the basis that both sides really need to get a win. Kilmarnock will definitely have this year marked as a a potentially an away match they can get some points from. Ross County at home, they have added to their squad, Ross County. I don't know too much about the players they've signed at the moment. But I think given what's at stake here, I think there's a very good chance we'll see two goals in this game. I do agree with Stuart's approach that we might not see three, but I do think we'll see two goals scored. And I'm happy to double that up with the, the next match we'll speak about. 
yeah, let's do that then. That's uh, St Mirren v Motherwell. We've got St Mirren who have been really impressive at home, just won the defeat all season, 22 points from 33 against a Motherwell side who've been terrible at home, but actually quite impressive away. Third best record in the league in 14 points from 33. Um, however, Motherwell not won in the league since October the 29th, and even that was a, a 1-0-1 against the 10 men in the United. Um, St Mirren, Again, the buffers a wee bit. They've now only won one in ten in the league, Greg. So, again, I'm scratching my head as to where to go, go with this one as a punter. You've got one guess where we're going to go with this one. Oh, well, two guesses, because I've got two bets for this match. So well, bet, I'd imagine one, one. Will be a, one will be a corners. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Stuart, I think you've got this game marked out as well, don't you, for corners? Yeah, I'm just looking at the line. The line's set very high here, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Five, five to four for 12 corners. Um so yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, I'll come to my bed, but it's a double with another game, obviously, at a far lower line. But yeah, these teams hit them for fun, don't they? Yeah, I guess in terms of this match itself, St Mirren's home form, though, you've got to respect that. Uh, just one defeat this season. And incidentally, that was in the first game of the season at home to Motherwell. Since then, they've played 10 games and they've managed to pick up six wins and four draws from their home games, St Mirren. So very, very good home form. Disappointing away from home, obviously, as we've seen. And as you said, Paul, Motherwell away from home, 14 points collected from their 20 yeah. away from Fur Park. So something's got to give here. Not sure what it's going to be, but uh, both sides very good in the corner front. I think there's been over 9.5 corners in nine of Motherwell's 11 away matches. But they do concede a lot as well. They've shipped four or more in 10 of those 11 matches. They've shipped five or more in nine of those 11 games but that said they have hit at least four corners in nine of the 11 away games Motherwell so it's one of those games where we're going to see corners probably St Mirren as well very very good at home for corners uh, Dev does go on about the St Mirren corners quite a lot they've hit six or more in seven of their last eight at home and they've hit six or more in nine of their 11 home games this season with Nine of those 11 games also seeing at least 10 match corners. So you can understand why the line has been set high. But again, I'm keen to see team corners here. And I would, I would definitely encourage anyone over 9.5, although it's a shorter price, to be doubled up with something else. Yep. Cue you, Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm doubling uh, nine corners in each game. Uh, so that this game, obviously... Uh, and given everything that's on the line at El Sacchio, um, I think we'll, we'll double it with the Hibs Aberdeen game. So that pays even money for, for nine corners in both of those games. Yeah. And great. Uh, if, if both of those games don't deliver nine corners, I'd be very disappointed. Yeah, but as you say, the line is set particularly high if you're just having a single bet on that St. Bernard game. As I say, five to four at the moment, the Sky bet for 12 corners, which is, is very, very high. Yeah, uh, Greg, you quite like the look at goals in this one to complete the double then? Yeah, it's interesting to see Motherwell get that win at Arbroath. Uh, a much-needed win, albeit a, a cup game. Uh, they, they'll take a lot of confidence from that result, I think. And the fact that their away form has been decent, St Mirren's home form has been fantastic as well. So again, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect us to see at least two goals in this game. As, as, as with the Ross County game, we may not see three or more goals, but I do think we'll see at least two. And I think that's a pretty solid double um, between Ross County, Kilmarnock and St Mirren v Motherwell. Both matches over 1.5 goals at 11 to 10. 
11 to 10. Okay, we'll recap all these bets once we get to the end of the podcast. Let's have a wee look at a couple of games that are on in the Premiership on Sunday. Uh, we've got Livingston v Hearts, which I think is live on the telly, Stuart. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. Uh, not sure it'll be a classic, but um, good to see teams out with Celtic Rangers on TV for a change. Uh, Hearts, as we spoke about earlier, Stuart, just establishing themselves in that third place. I think they are eight unbeaten, one five, drawn uh, three of their last eight. But Livy themselves are put another little run together, as they tend to do. Livy uh, unbeaten in five, one three, drawn two. Uh, I think Livy actually beat Hearts earlier in the season. Uh, maybe drew the other one, so Hearts maybe owe them one this time, Stuart. Yeah, I, I looked at this, and, and sometimes you can look at games too too long and look at prices. I just think Hearts at six to five is, is, is a too big a price, is it not? Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, we're twenty three to twenty actually, bet three six five. Right, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it says a lot about Livingston's form, and it's, you're never going to get an easy game there. But I mean, Hearts will take. I don't know, two, three thousand with them. It'll, it'll probably feel more like a it will feel more like a home game for them. I just they're playing so well at the moment. Um Shanklin's banging in goals for fun. Um I just think that's too big a price. I would have the mods on. Yeah, my view on it from here on in is I think if you're getting hearts at anything above even money against anyone other than Celtic Rangers, then you've got to back them between now and the end of the season, Greg. Yeah, I have to agree. I think I'm a bit disappointed I missed the boat in that Aberdeen game. And obviously they they won that match five 0 uh, I think I got put off by the fact that we we had to score two against St Mirren, and they almost they won that that match one 0 But they are terrific form Hearts, as you say, Shanklin is an absolute fire cracking goal at the yeah. weekend. Scoring goals for fun Hearts, and they they are definitely the best of the rest. And I totally agree with Stuart. Anything above evens for Hearts, I think you've got to be backing. Yeah, what was interesting looking at the stats in this one is the lack of goals in this fixture, actually. Uh, nine of the last ten have been under two and a half goals. Six of those have been under one and a half goals. There's been three nil-nil draws, and both teams to score has only landed in two out of the last ten. So, yeah, it might not be a, a classic, Stuart, for the watching TV audience. No, but but like I say, I think Hearts are playing so well at the moment. Um, you would like to think this is a sort of different Hearts outfit, Um you know, they, they, certainly any time I've watched them recently, they, they are really good and I've got a little interest, but more than a little interest, I backed Shankland at 16-1 to 1 for top scorer at the start of the season, um, which I did each mention way. last time. I did mention last, yes, each way. I did mention good. when I was on last time, so I'm not after timing. <laughs> um, but it doesn't help that Kyogo keeps scoring. So, um, But I just I just love uh, watching him after his progress at Ayr um, a few years ago and I, I'm, I'm delighted for him on a personal level and yeah, I just, I just think they're too, too big a price. Sadly, not much value either in the card markets, needing over 5.5 to get evens or 65 in this game. But um, Livingston, to get two cards, any any takers, what price that is? Love you two cards. don't know, even money? Two to 11. What? Oh. To get two cards. Wow. <laughs> wow. Who's the referee? Tell me it's really doesn't calling. matter. I'll get two cards on, Saturday, on, on Sunday Okay, so we think Hearts are a bit of value there at the Tony Macaroni um, Later in the afternoon, I think it's a four o'clock kick-off Celtic travel to Dundee United Celtic have just been absolutely relentless uh, Scored five against Morton last week to make it 23 Scored in their last seven They did of course win 9-0 on the last visit to Tanadice Greg And they've already scored 13 against Dundee United This week they've added, bear with me Oh Hyun Gyu from South Korea 
which is their third addition to the squad as well. So, no sign of letting up from Celtic. No, absolutely not. Um, I think there's probably some question marks about are they strengthening the squad enough in the January transfer window? But they keep bringing in players from the Far East and they, they're absolutely sensational, aren't they? I think um, Anne's Postacoglu's recruitment has been unbelievable. I don't know anyone at Celtic in my time of watching football that someone's got it right so many times when it comes mm-hmm. to their recruitment. So I think he's got to take a lot of credit for that. But tricky game. Dundee United have been decent. They they really have. They've definitely improved since the World Cup break. They've come back. I don't think they've lost. I think they've only lost once, I think, and that was the Rangers. That's right, yeah. It's only defeating six. We were very lucky not to pick up three points at Hibs uh, two weeks ago as as well. Yeah. So, But the playing Celtic, who are just relentless, home and away, Difficult to get any value in this game, though. It really is. Um, even in the corner markets, line set very high. Celtic is short as one to four. I, I think United could give Celtic a game. I'm sure I said that though when Celtic won nine 0 <laughs> sure <I did. laughs> So yeah, it's not it's not a game I'll be getting involved in. I don't think. I think you've got to be quite inventive here to try and get something from it. And there's no corner markets for team corners yet, but that's probably the best approach. I, I don't think. Celtic minus one again it's still going to be very short I've just got a sneaky feeling that United could give Celtic a game someone's due to give them a game at some point outside the Rangers so uh, hoping it could be on Sunday yeah and to be fair to United they are going pretty well as I say that only their only defeat in the last six has been against Rangers and a good thing from United's point of view Stuart is they've been beating the teams round about them they've beaten Ross County Kilmarnock and St Johnson yeah, I mean, like Greg's saying, it's a very difficult game to, to try and find uh, an angle on at this stage. I suppose, looking at the corners market, um, Celtic could hit the 11 just on their own at 5-6. to six. So, uh, Dundee United have picked up, as you were saying, uh, of late. So, even if they could you know, chip in with, with three, maybe even four, um, if you could get the get that to the 11 at 5-6, that's probably what my play would be at the moment. But that's that's gone to the head stuff. It's, uh, it's a very difficult game to find any value in at the moment. Yeah, I wonder if there'll be a few Celtic punters on the 9 0 scoreline again. What price do you think that is, Greg? 8 to 5. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be in the hundreds. Uh, I don't know, it should be 100 to 1 plus, but you know, because you're like, they might have set it a little bit lower this time. I don't know. 350 to 1. I'm sure that'll have its sentimental backers. <laughs> yes, that'll have a quid or two on it from a few Celtic supporters, I'm sure. Uh, not that we're tipping a 9 0 win, but if it does come in, then you heard it here first. I'm it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, as I say, we'll recap these uh, Premiership bets, uh, but we've got plenty still to look forward to the podcast uh, from the Championship. I don't think we've actually got anything from League One, but we've got a few from League Two as well. So uh, let's get to them as quickly as we can. Friday night, Stuart, Cove Rangers v Air United. It's been a horrendous couple of weeks for Cove, to be fair. Uh, losing 6 1, 6 0. Paul Hartley's back. Did manage a 2 2 draw with Wraith uh, last weekend. Uh, Air kind of looked like they'd run out of steam for a wee bit, but wins over Hampton and our growth. Uh, I've kept them in touch and are now just four points behind Queen's Park, still at the top of the table. Yeah, the first thing I would say about this is that, you know, I can understand why the, the bookies have priced it up like they have, but I actually think it's it's priced up the wrong way around. Um, I, w- I would have Cove favourites for this, just for a number of reasons, really. I, I know you're saying that Cove have had a very difficult period um, lately, but Paul Hartley's now had the best part of two weeks to work with the squad that he's now got since coming back in. They've also made 
uh, I think it's three editions um, since since they last played. Scott Fox, uh, Tony Weston coming in on loan from Rangers, and Mikkel uh, Vertanen this week, which is going to make a big difference um, to their squad. Um, and parallel to that, you know, the air, the air squad's running pretty thin at the moment, to say the least. This is the start of a really, really bad week for air. Um, I totted it up this week. We're, we're going to be travelling 840 miles uh, in the space of seven days um, because we're then back up at Cove on Tuesday night in the Scottish Cup, um, followed by Queen's Park away next Friday. So this is going to be a, a really gruelling week for mm-hmm. a squad that is not heavy on numbers. Um now, we don't have the option of on Friday night of going up there and resting a few. Um, in the midfield in particular, it's light at the moment. We've got to go up there and win the game. So it's all in. It's a very difficult game on paper uh, and in reality for Air United. I would not be backing Air uh, at a shade of odds against um, Cove historically. Don't lose many games up there. I know it's been trickier for them this season, but under Paul Hartley, you know, down in, in uh, League One and League Two, they did not lose up there. Um, and I, I just don't think they're going to go up there and brush them aside like they did earlier in the season. So that that forms uh, the first part of a sort of championship double for me. It's having, you know, Cove double chance, which is obviously not something I would want to be doing, being a Air United man through and through. Um, but that's a pretty confident selection, I would say, on my behalf. I would like to be wrong, um, but that's what I'll be doing. Uh, the second half of the double uh, is a similar double chance. It's Inverness, uh, who are at Wraith the following day. Um, I just think they've turned the corner after a really rocky period. Um, two good wins and a draw. Um, I, I think they, they, they're massively overpriced. They're 5-2 to, to, to win at Wraith on Saturday, which again is just a stupid price. Um, but you build in the double chance, and that pays 19-10 to 10 for Inverness and Cove double chance. Yeah, it's interesting. What, what's happened at Inverness that's turned things around for them? I think first and foremost, he's got players back. They they were going through a really terrible period where they were having to recall, you know, even their kids from from loan. Uh, you know, they're out on loan at Highland League clubs, and you know they were for about four or five weeks there. Billy Dodds was under a lot of pressure, but they seem to have got the bodies back in the building now, and uh, you know they've, they've had a couple of really good results. And I, I, the fact I was astonished at the five to two. Um, you know, I'd be quite tempted actually to back that just in a single, but if you can get the double chance and lump it in with something else, then why not? So, um, yeah, that's that's my that's that's probably my nap actually of the week um, is to to do the double chance on Inverness and Cove. Yeah, I think looking at Wraith's record, it's probably safer to back the double chance just based on the fact that I think they're unbeaten over ninety minutes anyway in their last eight, but five of those have been draws. Yeah, Wraith, I mean, I've watched Wraith obviously a number of times this season and they're a team that sort of, they play nice football, but um, nice football doesn't always win the day. Um, and, you know, they, they have drawn a high number of games and I just don't think um, Inverness are very streetwise. Um, and I'm, I'm very confident they can at least get a draw on Saturday. OK. Uh, Greg, match of the day is clearly... Just going back, sorry, to the, the Cove air game. I think if you're a neutral... There's a very good chance we'll see goals in this game. I'm sure Stuart's seen many goals in his travels this season. Unfortunately for Stuart, quite a lot of those goals have been at the opposite end. But saying that, Ayr have scored, I think, two or more goals in all but one of their nine away games this season. I think all but one of their nine away games have seen at least uh, three goals scored as well. So very lucky at the back, Ayr, but they do score a lot of goals. 
And I believe as well, Stuart, there was a, an offer for your main man, Ikenyemi. Was that right? Yeah, we've had a couple of clubs from down south. Uh, the lower reaches, right enough, Gillingham. Uh, <laughs> Gillingham and Colchester were sniffing about him, but it was never anything serious. Um, so, you know, he's he's very much going to be part of the squad to the end of the season. But I know what you're saying there, Greg. You, you look at the stats and, yes, it was, it's been like watching basketball games for us this season. However, we have switched to more of a 4-5-1 in the last month to make us more solid. Um, and actually, four of our last six games have gone under two and a half. Um, and it, I can see why. Lee Bullen has done it because the games were just too open. Nah, they were ridiculous to watch. Yeah, but it's it's it, we've given up a lot of our style in order to do it. So um, I, I get what you're saying. Very possible both teams score on Friday night, but um, we're definitely not as easy on the eye anymore. I think the good thing as well is that the bookies have priced this game up far too short anyway, over two point five yeah. goals for my liking to, to consider it. But yeah, there's every chance we'll see goals, but it's good to see that. When you're watching those games, you'll see how team play and how they set up. That's why we've got you on the podcast. Indeed. And that game's live Friday night, Stuart, on BBC Scotland and BBC iPlayer, if anyone wants to catch up with the action from Cove. Yeah, BBC Scotland. Okay, Greg. um, I was about to say that match of the day, I I think, anyway, is at Dens Park uh, this weekend. And what an opportunity for Queen's Park to open up an eight-point lead if they can go to Dundee and win. Massive, absolutely. It's the biggest game of the season so far in the championship, in my opinion. Um, it could be a title defining match for Queen's Park. In that, if they win this game, realistically, and this is no disrespect to Ayr, Dundee, in my eyes, and the bookies' eyes, are still Queen's Park's main challengers, and they're still the bookies' favourites to, to go up as champions. Dundee, they win this Dundee, they go two points behind, tails up right back in it but as you've called out if they lose this they go eight points behind and for me eight points behind is too big a gap I think I don't see Queen's Park letting up this season at all um, you might have a different view Stuart obviously haven't, haven't watched them play but I just think it's a massive massive gap it's a massive game for both sides Queen's Park I think will be quite happy to go there and not lose obviously a, def- a draw is not a disaster for Dundee either there's still plenty of time but I think the eight-point gap, though, would be too much. And it makes it a very, very interesting game, this one. Um, plenty of goals scored in Dundee's home games. I think they've scored two or more than seven of their nine home games. And these two sides have met three times this season now. A 2 all draw, a 3 0 win, I think, at Dens in September. And they played a 2-1 game in July in the League Cup. So goals in this fixture this season so far... Obviously, Queen's Park, Simon Murray, I think, is on 18 goals for the season, I think, this season. And I think there's a very good chance, given the dynamics of this match and how important it is to both clubs, I think this could be, um, I think we'll see goals here. I know Queen's Park last game, I think it was 0-0 up at Inverness, but I do expect Dundee to score. And I do think there's a good chance we'll see both teams score here. Stuart, you've seen both these teams in action. Any thoughts on how this one might pan out? Yeah, the only thing I would say about Dundee potentially going eight behind is they would still have a game in hand, but there's no doubt eight points is eight points. Um, I don't know if you saw Dundee's pitch. um, Awful, wasn't it? Oh, I know they beat Dunfermline the other night, but (laughs) that's potentially Dundee's biggest problem now because it's a disgrace, that pitch. 
Dundee are a team who like to play football. They've got a lot of clever, clever players. Um, and I, I think that is now going to be their biggest issue. Um, like you say, Queen's Park will be happy to go there and get a point, but that's not the way they play either. They are very open. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put you off goals by any by any means because both teams will attack. Um, but like you say, it's a potentially season defining game um, for both of these because Queen's, I think Queen's Park were thirty three to one at the start of the season. Um, so it's incredible to to see what they're achieving. A lot of the the teams in our league were suspicious that Queen's Park would go out and do something big in January in terms of a signing because they do have the financial clout to go and do it, but they actually haven't. Um, still time. <laughs> well, still time. Um, so no, I mean, they're, they're, listen, they've got good players there already, but it, it was suspected that they would go out and make a real marquee, you know, statement. But as yet, they haven't done it. But that's not to say they can't go on and win the league with the team they've got, because like you say, Simon Murray's banging them in for fun, and like said, Dom Thomas playing really well. So they're a really, really good side, dangerous. Yeah. Okay. So it's goals for you in that one, Greg, and also goals at for Hill where. I guess Thistle obviously need to win against Hamilton and something's got to give it Dennis Park, so it'll be a chance for Thistle if they win to close the gap on either Dundee, who are immediately above them, or Queen's Park at the top of the table. Yeah, because the last thing that Thistle want is Queen's Park going, uh, what, 10 points clear um, at this stage of the season. So I, th- I think for me, Thistle at home, it has been for home for thrills this season, to be fair. I think all 10 home games have seen at least 2.5 match goals. I think Thistle have scored two or more goals in nine of their 10 home games. So I think they scored 4, 2, 2, 5, 0, 2, 3, 3, 5 and 2 this season, Thistle. So plenty of goals for Thistle at home. Hamilton have improved in recent weeks. I just think we'll see Thistle get the points here. And I think they're a safe bet to score two or more. And that is a double with Dundee v Queen's Park over 2.5 match goals. Okay, and Stuart, I guess for Hamilton, semi-final of the Challenge Cup, uh, they got through, uh, was it Ross County's expense last weekend? Yeah, beat Ross County. Uh, um, they um, now play Hearts in the Scottish, but obviously their priority must be survival in the Championship. It's unthinkable for them to drop down to League One. Yeah, but, but vastly improved Hamilton, unbeaten in three um, in all competitions. Um and I don't think Partick will have this all their own way. I mean, I agree with Greg on the goals angle that, uh, you know, over two and a half is probably a fairly safe bet. Um, I, I slightly fancy that Hamilton will score here. I, th- I think they've made a couple of decent signings that have made them a lot more solid um, and much more of a threat. Um, so they, they looked, you know, far, far, vastly improved down at early other weeks. So, um, yeah, I mean, eight, eight to 11 for over two and a half is probably, probably the safest bet. But if you... Fancy um, living dangerously, then Hamilton, well, both teams to score, shall we say, is 10 to 11. Okay. And that bodes well for Thistle goals. I think that's why I often choose a team to score two goals rather than win. Because I agree with you, Stuart, there's every chance that Hamilton will score here. And if they do, obviously, Thistle need to score twice anyway to win the match. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the other game is uh, Morton v Arbroath, but I'm guessing we don't have much of an angle on that one, Greg. No, I think Arbroath um, have made some signings during the window. I know Morton have as well. Stuart will be a lot closer than we are. I just think it's a really difficult game to call out. There might even be a bit of value in our growth if they pick up, but obviously they lost again last week, albeit the Scottish Cup. I'm just a bit unsure as to how those signings that they've made will impact the team. Yeah. Anything from you, Stuart, on that one? 
yeah, both teams have made signings, as you say. Another one of these games where any result wouldn't surprise you. Uh, yeah. it, it would be a no bet from me. That's actually the uh, podcast phrase. <laughs> it's a tagline. <laughs> it's not the not the best tagline for a betting podcast, but there you go. <laughs> um, uh, League One, we don't really have any tips as such. League One, the firm are now seven points clear. Uh, they're away to Clyde on Saturday, Greg, and I thought they looked like banker material. Potentially with Dumbarton in League Two, Dunfermline at four to nine to win at Clyde, uh, Dumbarton one to two to win at uh, home to Bonnerig Rose, which makes for a nice eleven to ten double. Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a very decent double. Uh, four to nine is probably a fair price for Dunfermline. Obviously, they played last night against Dundee in the Challenge Cup, but I still think they'll have too much for Clyde, albeit away from home. I, I do think Falkirk will be Edinburgh City on on Saturday, mm. just the shade below evens. I think Falkirk, they are just starting to motor now, Falkirk, this season. Obviously trying to keep in touch with Dunfermline, and I think they'll pick up three points at Edinburgh City. Or, sorry, FC Edinburgh. Yeah. Uh, anything catching the eye in League One for you, Stuart? No, very similar to you. That I was looking to double Dunfermline with somebody. Um, and like you say, I think that uh, that choice of Dumbarton is as safe as houses probably in, in League Two. So, um yeah, we're going with you on that. Good stuff. Okay, into League Two then. Obviously, the Barton there uh, clear at the top of the table with Stirling. The Barton four points ahead of Stirling, and both of those are well clear of the the pack below them. Um, let's start at Stirling. Uh, Stuart, they've not played this year at all. We're now into what it's going to be the twenty eighth of January. I think uh, three games that they should have played have all been postponed either through uh, a frozen pitch or a waterlogged pitch. Yeah, and listen, that's my my tip and lead to is Stirling, and obviously, obviously, rustiness is the the concern there. But um, prior to the game has been postponed this this month. They won three of the last four. Um, they were a game in hand on Dumbarton. They win that. They go one point off the top. It is a two horse race um, to win that league. Um, I, I just I think I just think Stirling are a vastly better team than Stranraer. Um And if they're, they're wanting to win that league, they have to be winning that game on Saturday. Yeah, I think, uh, Greg, we were discussing the price before the podcast, and five to six can't be ignored, can it? Yeah, I think it's a great price, five to six. And the bookies probably are factoring the fact that Sterling haven't played this year. But I agree with Stuart, they're at home, they're the highest scorers in the league. Stranraer, away from home, very, very poor. And I think it's another game in League Two that we'll see um, at least 2.5 goals in. I think there's quite a few games this week in League Two that have goals written all over it. I would definitely have this game marked in for goals too. Yep. Okay, so you've got another uh, couple that you've been marked for goals in League Two, haven't you? Yeah, I think there's it's a no-frills double here for me. I think looking at Stenhouse-Muir v Elgin, Stenhouse-Muir are probably the both teams to score champions of, of the universe. Um, <laughs> 17 consecutive games now, both teams to score. Wow. All those 17 games, 15 over 2.5 goals. So pretty much every game that they play, it's both teams to score and over two and a half goals. And they're playing an Elgin side as well, who aren't shy of a goal either. And I think that's a pretty safe double alongside Annan v East Fife. Annan again have picked up scoring goals and the over 2.5 match goals double pays 6-4. to four. And I think that's a pretty solid double from League 2 for goals. Yeah, I think both of them look pretty good. East Fife, uh, they've actually been really good away from home, 18 points from the 30 available, and they're averaging three and a half goals, or their games are averaging three and a half goals per game as well. So, yeah, plenty of stats to back up that double. Uh, what price is that, Greg? Sorry, 64? 64, yeah. 
Okay. Um, anything you've got your mark for League Two, Stuart? Yeah, just a stolen bet. Just a stolen one. Yep. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, I think it's time we recapped all those bets then, gentlemen. Uh, Greg, can you give us uh, a wee recap of your best bets for the weekend, please? Sure. So, in absence of Team Corner Markets yet, I'll have something on the channel um, relating to the Hibs v Aberdeen game, Rangers v St Johnston, and St Min v Motherwell, all corners related. And I've got two doubles. Uh, Dundee v Queen's Park over 2.5 match goals and Partick Thistle over 1.5 team goals at home to Hamilton and that plays 13 to 8 with William Hill and I've got a League 2 goals double which is Annan v East Fife and Stenhouse Muir v Elgin over 2.5 goals double plays 6 to 4 and the last bit for the weekend is Ross County v Kilmarnock and St Mirren v Motherwell and over 1.5 goals double at 11 to 10. Okay, Stuart? Yeah, so a couple of bet builders in the Premier. I've got Hibs double chance and Hibs five corners, which is 10 to 11. Uh, I've got Rangers six corners and Rangers to win to nil, which is even money. Uh, corners double, nine corners at both St Mirren and Hibs, which is even money. Uh, the nap of the weekend is Cove double chance and Inverness double chance. That's the double pays 19 to 10. Uh, Partick and Hamilton both teams to score at 10 to 11 and Stirling Albion at 5 to 6 Good stuff, plenty in there for us to get stuck into I'll really stick my neck on the line and go for, go for that 11 to 10 double of Dunfermline and Dumbarton uh, in the hope that both of them can deliver as well Okay, before we wrap up uh, don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter it's browning84greg where you can find all the details of how to join his private Telegram channel if you're not already a member and Stuart, you're also on Twitter uh, at Voice Air what can people expect from you on your Twitter feed? Uh, just a lot of you united. <laughs> Which is great. You know, why, why, would, <laughs> why, wouldn't you want to, why wouldn't you want to follow that? So, uh, yeah, give Stuart a follow as well at Voice Air. And Stuart, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll hopefully get you on again before the end of the season. And best of luck to Air between now yes. and the end of the season as well. Pleasure, chaps. We'll be a Premier League club the next time we speak. I hope so. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Greg. Just for us to wish everyone the best of luck for the bets this weekend. Yeah, cheers guys and good luck. <laughs>